as a as a bisexual person i am inclined obviously inclined towards women but um in part but i i don't feel like the bible limits that kind of identification because it's not the first thing i identify as i identify as a christian like a bible believing christian first dating can be a total minefield trust me i'm a love coach but it doesn't have to be I'm Lucy Cavendish and I'm the Later Data. I'm single in my 50s. I've got kids and I'm busy, but I really want to go out and meet people and find out all about dating. But it's moved on since I was in my 20s and I'm keen to know what else is out there and what are other ways of doing things. From Aura Studios, this is Later Data, a podcast for the curious, exploring everything across the dating spectrum from online to up close and very personal. On today's episode, I want to talk about religion, beliefs and how they intersect with sex, relationships and dating. I have to hold my hand up here and acknowledge that I was brought up in the churches that were because my grandfather, who was a deeply lovely man, was a vicar and I went to a church school. So I spent quite a lot of my time in church as a child and I know the Bible really well and I was a chorister uh, and I know loads of hymns and my children find this unbelievable that I know any of this. Um, But what I don't really know is the nuts and bolts of the church's teaching around sex and relationships and everything like that. And that's what we're going to be looking at today. Today, I'm going to be talking to Mary. Mary is in her 30s. She lives in Cambridge. She's single and she's a Christian. So good afternoon, Mary. How are you today? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks, Lucy. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. So tell me about your religion and your relationship with it. I would classify myself as a Christian. Um, So obviously lots of different denominations of Christian, but I would classify myself as an Anglican. And uh, within that, a conservative evangelical tends to be the term that basically means that I try and base my life as much as possible on the Bible as I can when it comes to um, kind of lifestyle and um, ways of relating to men and women. Um, I became a Christian when I was probably about 15 or 16, having been at church with my parents for a bit. My parents are Christians. Um, My sister became a Christian um, and I did a couple of kind of summer camps where I um, kind of learned about the Bible, learned about Jesus a bit um, and realised that I wanted to kind of make a lifelong commitment to it. And it's meant a lot throughout my life, but I have had kind of little blips every now and again where I've not kind of lived that way. But I I, uh, I would as I would put it as kind of like falling away from the faith um, and then I uh, kind of came back about uh, 2014 2015 so when I was in my mid-20s um, and have been really committed have had a joined a great church with a fantastic community who teaches from the bible um, my community is great um, we're all um, pretty local to each other and it's been it's just been a great time I've really enjoyed it. So when you say you became a Christian at 14, 15, what do you mean by that? Because I'm imagining you you were brought up in the church, were you, or, or were you not? I mean, when you were little. Well, yeah. So my, my parents are Christians. I mean, we haven't, I haven't really talked to them about it hugely, about the kind of their testimony and what they would, um, when they would have classified themselves as Christians as uh, children or adults. But um, they 
took us to a church um, regularly and we did like regular Sunday school and stuff and obviously like learned bits of the Bible and, um, you know, could kind of drop things out by rote when we were kind of, you know, seven or eight. But I don't think I like took the Bible seriously in terms of like applying it to my day-to-day life until I was about 14, 15. I'd gone through a bit of depression at school. I like, as I suppose most, (laughs) a lot of people do and, you know, was bullied a bit because I was at a girl's school. So there was just lots of, um, kind of everyone has mental health problems. Everyone was struggling and took it out on each other. And, um, and I'd had a really low time and, uh, I went to a couple of youth groups and things and had some leaders, um, and kind of other kind of adults and kind of students who, really took the bible seriously and essentially like talked me through what it would mean to not just kind of bowl along in the kind of like being a good person and like going to a church and kind of like ticking the the like but the boxes um but instead like making like a proper commitment to jesus and like wanting to follow what he says and wanting to follow what the bible says about how to live life okay and that kind of came about when i was kind of like 14 or 15. So as a 15 year old, what did the Bible mean to you? What what style of life was the Bible encouraging you to follow back then? H- how you interpreted it? I, I kind of, I, th- I suppose I understood it a bit less. I wasn't particularly kind of theologically academic. Did go to quite a, because I grew up in Cambridge, so went to quite uh, actually the same church I'm at now which is quite an academic church so like um, it's f- full of you know obviously Cambridge students and um, Anglia Ruskin students and, and academics and um, local people so I, I didn't kind of come at it from a, like a theological perspective necessarily um, but it kind of had an effect on how I treated my friends and how I treated kind of other girls at school so things like trying to be as kind of selfless and genuine and gentle with them even in the face of like some really quite not not very enjoyable kind of times um and kind of honoring my parents and and there obviously was the kind of relationship angle of you know ideally not going out with someone who's not christian and not having sex before marriage things like that that are kind of in the bible that for me my person personality wise didn't really apply at that time like i wasn't that way inclined really anyway like obviously i was there were girls at school that I knew who had boyfriends and you know there were there was a a corresponding boys school so uh you know lots of people kind of dated each other but I was never really inclined that way but from my kind of the interpretation of the bible that I was um kind of studying and being taught that was kind of some of the main things really that I was trying to kind of apply to my life and did it help you with the bullying did did your stance help you with the bullying or, or was it more helped you be a bit more forgiving about the people that were bullying you? I think both. It's obviously quite hard to forget the things that have happened when you've been bullied, but there's always forgiveness. I found it easy to, not easy to, to forgive them, but I but I was able to. But I think it was really helpful with, um, um, when it came to my life in school, it did really help because in a way, there's the kind of the closest friendships that you can have in, that a Christian can have in the world in comparison to like the friendship with Jesus that like I I believe they pale in comparison like they are um, representations of that kind of facet of of him as a as a person as and as God but 
they're not like the be all and end all. And so actually to have a tough time at school and then go home and kind of read a bit of the Bible that is kind of a little bit reassuring, like a psalm or like a little bit of kind of reassuring bit of gospel or like a reassuring letter from Paul in the New Testament. Like it was just, and then just to be able to pray and know I was being listened to by someone who understood all human failing, all human sin and all human suffering, but was above it and was able to really help me. And it it was a a real sense of like comfort and reassurance throughout school. And you said that you haven't remained in the church the whole way through. You had a period of time when you weren't, I don't know if it's right to say you weren't a Christian, maybe that's not how it feels, but can you tell me a bit about that? Uh, I I think I would probably classify it as like a falling away. So like making a conscious choice to not live like a Christian. So I've been a Christian for a a while, but I'm still not kind of 100% on like all theology. So I'm sure that there would be people out there who would be like, well, this is the theological term for it. And like, this is what would happen kind of, there's obviously lots of different interpretations. But um, I would say I probably fell away. So whether I would, you know, if I'd (laughs) died at that time, whether I would have been saved or not, I I couldn't. Um, I have you know made a commitment to Jesus he is in, you know eternally forgiving so but um i fell away when i was at university so i had a i had a really great church it was nothing like to do with the teaching of the church or the leadership of the church it's a really it's you know it's a big church in the east end of london um they plant they teach the bible faithfully they're a really they're huge there's like 600 700 people um a really lovely community but i did just find I found it a little bit difficult when I because I had a bit of depression in my third year of uni and I um had we we had a regular bible study group that changed and I wasn't in a group where many people particularly came and I felt a bit kind of distanced from the people I'd seen regularly before and also um because I was going to a Christian union at um the university and um some friends some really close friends had just got engaged to each other and there were some lots of people kind of pairing off that I found kind of a little bit hard so it was harder to and I suppose when you're kind of 2021 you know the novelty of being in a relationship especially as a Christian when lots lots of people haven't been in relationships before you know there's the if you don't believe in sex before marriage there's the kind of prospect of 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 having sex with someone um the excitement about marriage just made me feel a little bit distant from those friends and because I was very stressed with my degree and I had a lot of stuff kind of going on and a lot of mental health problems I just it 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 could have gone up to one of two ways. I could have held on to it um, harder, but I I ended up just kind of switching off from it. I didn't see friends. I didn't I didn't see um, Christian friends. I didn't really read the Bible. I wasn't really praying. And so, and the more I did that, the more I felt distant, and the more I thought, well, actually, what's the point? But then that meant that because I didn't have that community, I didn't have that reassurance, I didn't have that person to talk to regularly. I was then obviously looking for a for a community somewhere else, um, trying to find kind of other friends, other ways of kind of feeling happy, feeling reassured. And I kind of I got um, I started going to comedy um, nights and comedy gigs, and I obviously absolutely loved it. Really fun. Found a community there, and was essentially searching for reassurance there and self-worth and kind of identification and found it for a bit 
you know the people i met were wonderful really lovely people uh really you know open-minded they've that you know really helped me with a lot of a lot of my mental health problems i owe a lot to some friends that i met there who also you know had different life experiences had different um kind of gender identifications or sexuality identifications or um different kind of um obviously different religions or different backgrounds and it, you know it has made me a better person it's made me a more open-minded person but it didn't give me kind of any contentment long term that I really feel that like being a Christian really does and has and and did you have relationships in that period of time away from the church yes yeah so I um yeah just I mean I just I had a couple of boyfriends I had you know a um say a couple you know quite a few one night stands you know just kind of pursued a, a relatively I suppose what like a, a non-Christian person would just classify as like a normal life you know I just I just kind of went to went to gigs went to see people went you know um and ended up kind of just going home with them afterwards. Did you have to sort of leave part of you behind then in order to do that and not you know to inhabit that world did you have to leave the other part of you behind the Christian part of you behind? I did feel in a way I had to, yeah. There was always in the back of my mind the kind of thing that was was like, I probably shouldn't be doing this. Like, this isn't something that I am familiar with and that I know kind of um, consistently I've had experience of being positive. But I feel like I definitely was kind of open about the fact that I had been I had been a Christian and, you know, and I was kind of testing the water when it came to finding alternatives i i think i probably in retrospect i feel like i probably left some contentment behind um but whether or not i left any kind of personality behind i'm not sure but i definitely let i definitely left some kind of preconceived ideas of what kind of non-christian life was like behind which is a, a definitely a real positive and has helped me a lot in relationships with non-christian people in friendships and also talking to people and also kind of educating friends who have been in the church for a while and haven't necessarily come across certain you know gender identifications or various you know various things that you obviously find that there are people within the church who do have you know I suppose it's kind of a struggle I don't want to make it kind of into like a thing because it's you know I'm bisexual so um it's not like I find the church in any way limiting just because of of my sexuality but I I feel like my experience of knowing people knowing some trans people and knowing some non-binary people various people with other gender identifications and sexualities has been really helpful in talking to Christian friends that I know now who haven't had that experience directly of people who are living that life in a way that they feel is authentic to themselves. Because I want to kind of clarify that like, as a, as a bisexual person, I am inclined, obviously inclined towards women, but um, in part, but I, I don't feel like the Bible limits that kind of identification because it's not the first thing I identify as. I identify as a Christian, like a Bible-believing Christian first, and then as a lot of other things. And I have lost a couple of great friends from um, when I wasn't wasn't living like a Christian because it's hard to it's hard for them to kind of understand that Bible-based living versus living for yourself personally is slightly quite a hard thing I think to get your head around. And in kind of current culture, it's often quite 
it's, it's quite countercultural. It was very countercultural, I think. The friends you've lost, do you think it's because they feel judged or they feel that Christianity is a narrow band? Or why do you think they, you're no longer friends with them? I hope that they don't don't feel judged from me personally, because as a Christian, you know, other people who aren't Christians can't be expected to live by the Bible if they don't believe it. They live their life how they want, you know, and and that obviously for some people in their life is is beneficial. But I think that the friend the the friends that I've lost mainly can't get their heads around my kind of personal choice to not live in a way that pleases myself but in a way that pleases Jesus because our culture is very individualistic it's you know you do what makes you happy and that is is obviously important but I only feel like I can do what makes me happy if it honours Jesus and that has been my experience What is your church's stance then on sex and relationships? We're a Bible-based church, and I think the Bible is really countercultural when it comes to that. It's quite radical in its um, distinction about sex. So I would say my my church's stance and then the Bible stance on sex is that, like, I think quite often our culture can think that often like life can revolve around sex mm. in terms of um, you know having it regularly being in a relationship any kind of relationship where you you can have it regularly or or not in a relationship and lots of different ways of having it physically but then also you know um being sexually attractive and self-worth through sex or like in the implication of it and obviously advertising but my church and and the bible their stance would be life is centered around Jesus life is centered around the fact that he died for sinners to bring them to God so living in that way means following his teaching and his teaching and following the bible's teaching which is that sex is reserved for a monogamous heterosexual marriage and so that would be what my that would be what my church and and I definitely believe um for for Christians and for the people in my the Christians in my church, and in terms of relationships, it would be it, it should be that a rela- getting into a relationship isn't for the the sake of getting into a relationship, it's for the intention of marriage at the you know kind of the end of the dating process. So I was taught that when I was a teenager, which I wasn't I don't think is necessarily was necessarily that helpful. There's lots of books and there's been lots of debate recently on whether certain Christian books for teenagers are even helpful or sensible to write. But then, yeah, my my church teach kind of teach the students about various things kind of from the Bible about sex and about relationships. And then there's kind of a couple of a a couple kind of more seminars and things that that we can kind of go to that are uh, yeah presenting the way the Bible treats sex. Um, is this the same for all Christians, or is this a, or is it not? So I don't want to speak on behalf of all Christians because I'm aware that um, the conservative evangelical church can be viewed as quite rigid. Um, so I would say that um, the Ang- probably the Anglican Church as a whole wouldn't necessarily believe that or preach that from their pulpits, but definitely there's a there's my church and there's a lot of churches kind of around the country who definitely would teach that but again 
I, I don't want to say that it's Christianity as a kind of blanket term. So you're currently single. Are you looking to get married? I don't want to say no, because my plans and God pl- God's plans may not necessarily be the same. I'm not actively looking to get married. Um, and I'm not, so I'm not actively looking for a relationship. Are you allowed to date? Is that okay? Or what happens around dating? Oh, yeah. So dating is, is absolutely fine. I think the intention, the kind of main intention of dating is marriage at the end of it. As I think happens in, in kind of regular life, people dating and getting married and getting engaged and married happen, tends to happen in stages. So there's quite a lot of people who kind of start dating while they're students and there's kind of the, the kind of second, almost like a second wave in the tw- in your 20s and then um, early 30s there's a couple kind of more weddings. My Both my housemates are getting married this summer. So people do kind of date and it's just like meeting people within the church or not within the church that is part of the reason why sometimes dating isn't doesn't happen very often but there you know there are obviously lots of cases where people are getting married across the country so christian couples so would you need to meet someone who's of the same church as you or could you date someone who is a less conservative christian for example there's the possibility of dating outside people with similar beliefs but i think it's the intention of relationships from in and from Bible-believing churches would be that the important thing is to put Jesus first in your marriage and then the other person first. And I think that there is the possibility that people from other churches might believe that the Bible is less important. Therefore, it would probably make it harder. So while there's no, you know, no one would would ever say like, you know, if you go to X, you know, if, if your partner goes to X church, you should immediately break up with them. They they would wouldn't do that. But I think they would be like talk together about X, Y, and Z, and you know um, what your priorities will be. And because there is a bit in the New Testament where Paul, the Apostle Paul, is writing to Christian women with non-Christian husbands, which obviously is obviously slightly different. But um, but he says kind of it is difficult to be a Christian with with a non-Christian in terms of family life, bringing up children, the kind of aims of the marriage, the kind of the community, the the kinds of people that you're friends with, um, that were kind of like in your community that I think can apply to, to people in relationships kind of across um, different beliefs. And obviously it's not for you know, it's not for me, as especially as a single person, to say like, this is you know, this is what should be done. And sometimes, you know, sometimes people from from a church like mine will compromise on various things that they want to compromise on. Um, and some of them stay at similar churches. Some of them go to different ones. Some marriages have been incredibly happy, and and some have ended in divorce because it has been the intentions behind the marriage have been d- different. And do you miss having? the sorts of relationships you had when you weren't in the church i definitely yeah i definitely there are aspects of when i wasn't living as a christian that i that i do miss i feel like in the bible when when eve is created after adam so adam's created and then god says it's not good for a man to be alone so that in in the hebrew doesn't mean like alone single alone not married it means without community so um he needs someone there with him to be a companion to be a community and obviously she's a woman then get married and 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 have children but there is a sense of 
of intimacy, like emotional intimacy, obviously within sexual relationships that I've had before, that you can't get the same level of that, quite the same level as that, without being married or being in a relationship or having sex. But the friendships and the community and the companionship that I feel with friends within my community, you know, couples, single people, people who are dating each other, you know, the whole community, that level of emotional intimacy, I do feel it is, is achieved. And, um, you know, although I think I would, the thing I would say I would, I miss is the physical act of having sex because it is fun, enjoyable, you know, but the kind of emotional connection, which when I was, when I wasn't living as a Christian was what I was pursuing. I never got out of that. And I do have now through companionship and friendship with my Christian community and also through relationship with Jesus, because that is the only kind of only fulfilling thing that I, that I identify with because Jesus does cover all of those bases <laughs> and what about your bisexuality that how do you manage that in terms of the bible and your church i have to say i don't really think about it to be honest i know that i am but i think again that's where my belief is quite countercultural because it's not an identity for me it's just a fact of life I think. So I know that the Bible says that pursuing wanting to go out with with women, it's you know, it's not in the Bible. And so because of that I don't really want to pursue it for want of a better word. Um, because I know that I'm fulfilled in Jesus, that I'm not fulfilled in my sexuality, and I'm not fulfilled through sex. And so um while every now and again it is you know it is pretty hard you know if i meet someone who you know of either gender who is nice and i say either gender if i meet someone of who is you know identifies as male or female you know it is you know it can be hard but actually i know that i i identify as loving jesus first and wanting to do what he says and actually loving someone else I would want to do that in a way that would please him first. And so I wouldn't go out with a woman. But I do feel like being bisexual and having not lived as a Christian for a while has been really helpful because there are obviously a lot of people in the community would say that they're bisexual or, or gay or same-sex attracted. And being able to talk about it, being quite open about it, help, hopefully helps other people to know that it's not that it's something wrong with you, which I think can be a connotation from lots of coverage of, of Christianity or kind of understanding of the Bible, that it's not something that it's that is necessarily wrong. It's just a fact of life. And pleasing Jesus over pleasing yourself is the most important thing. And how do you feel about the future? Do you think you'll find the right person for you? What what a, What would you like your future to look like? I think I'm in quite a I'm in quite a blessed position in that I I don't want children necessarily. Well, no, I don't want children, but I don't have an inclination towards 
really having a desire for children, which I think can be really tough for single, I, I imagine main, mainly women in, in the church, but obviously some, some men. In for that reason, I don't really feel a particular pull towards um, a monogamous relationship or uh, you know a, a marriage. I hate, hate to use the phrase because it is it's very much overused in in Christian circles, especially when you get to your thirties. You know, content in in singleness, because um, you know I, I I don't feel like there's anything wrong with me. Um, or anything that is necessarily detrimental to my life and to my relationship with God and with my relationship with my community that necessarily um, makes me any less than anyone else who is married. What is really great about my Christian community of married um, people is that they're all incredibly generous with their time, incredibly generous with kind of like money and resources and um and things like that which you know i i can't say applies to every church i can't say applies to every christian um but i i do have some wonderful um yeah christian couples who it's very obvious that they put jesus first it's very obvious that they um are really invested in their community i mean um my sister and her husband are also christians so they're very similar um and in that way i feel like being single is helpful for my friends who are couples because people with children and things I am a lot more free you know so I can say I'd love to come and see you and you know come to your church or whatever or look at help look after your children when are you free I have that freedom and I don't feel like it yeah is is necessarily detrimental to me I don't want to identify with the concept that you know you resign yourself to being single after a certain age it it could be that someone comes along and it that would be nice and you know if i would only go out with them if they were christian but um i i don't have that desire necessarily and i know that my life as a single person or as a married person is just as useful to just as useful to god just as useful to my community as it would be in a different iteration do you think people that you know that aren't Christians struggle with this level of commitment? Because what you're really saying, I think, is unless I find someone else who's a Christian, I will remain single and essentially, you know, with, with myself. You know, there won't be sort of one night stands, there won't be hookups or whatever, because that's not how you live your life. Do, do people struggle with that? Yeah, yes. Some people are quite um, can be quite aggressively against it because they don't feel like it's living an authentic life. Um, and some people that I'm, you know, am and have been friends with just kind of don't understand it. Just think it's a bit odd and stupid, and uh, but are kind of happy to go along with it as a choice. You know, my friend friends who aren't Christians, like I want them to become Christians. It's it's an absolutely joyful thing. There are sacrifices that you have to make, but point of Jesus coming to earth was for him to sacrifice himself for everyone. And so little sacrifices in comparison to that huge, like almighty al- like literally the definition of almighty sacrifice is actually for me nothing in comparison. And 
you know, it ends up in eternal life. And I want my friends, even the friends that I've lost through being a Christian, I want them to be able to have eternal life. I want them to be fulfilled in this life. Um, but I try as much as I possibly can to not to, to talk to them about Jesus, but not, but not try and imply that my choices should apply to them because actually like, why, why should they apply to them? Because they're not Christians. And, you know, that, that apply, you know, applies to my, you know, friends with different gender identifications who, you know, I would never be like, well, you, you can't, you know, that shouldn't be the most important thing in your life because uh, of, of course it is because Jesus isn't the most important thing in their life. That is their level of identification in a way that mine isn't. And just a final question. Are you a godmother to lots of children? Because I was just thinking it'd just make a great godmother. <laughs> I'm kind of a um I'm kind of like a quasi godmother to a lot of, of people's children. Cause um I mean, yeah, because I, I, I haven't ever I haven't kind of been through the kind of formal baptism process of kind of like doing the C of E Church of England kind of formulary. But um but yeah, lots of lots of my friends have had children, uh, had children in their twenties, and people are having children now. And uh, I'm definitely a, a kind of person who who would be able to be like supporting them. And I, I love I love my friends' children. I'm nonplussed by most other children, but my friends' children and and my nephews are are wonderful. And most of my most of the the close friends that I have who have children are are Christian friends from when I was a student or when I was um yeah or, or kind of at, at my current church and um, a lot of them are Christians and so the fact that I can spend time with them talk to the children about Jesus read them kind of their bedtime stories and kind of see them as they grow up and and kind of pray for them and and um hope that they kind of become Christians later on is is a joy. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. I found that really interesting, especially when Mary was talking about her relationship with God and Jesus and what that provides for her. And also the fact that she gets a lot of support, connection and communication with her community. She has sacrificed something, it, it feels like. You know, she is not going to be in a physical relationship with, with somebody unless there's a serious partner for love and marriage. But actually... Thinking about what Mary has said, it is what we all really long for. You know, I am loved. I'm accepted. There's someone out there who sees me and hears me and believes in me and loves me for who I am. And I can totally understand why that is such a strong relationship for Mary. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of Later Data. Please subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcast to hear the next instalment of where my Later Data adventures take me. And if you've enjoyed this, please rate or leave a lovely review. And if you want to find me online, it's easy and not that easy, but I'm at lucylovecoach.co.uk. And while you're there, please follow Aura Studios on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. See you next time. Later, daters. Mm-hmm.